Before Dang. anything else. What's up? I'm going to do it. I'm going to say the thing we said I would say before this. This is pre-recorded, so it's late, but it's Kay's birthday! Oh. Yes, Kay's birthday, Yay! but not when you guys are this, if you don't tell Kay like happy birthday before. in the comments, we will be upset. Months Thank before, you. it's like a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this episode is airing uh, on August. <laughs> August yeah. 9th, actually. Don't, don't, like, don't, don't, big hiatus. Come on, we have our... St- we, let's let them think that we have our shit together. We're <laughs> caught up. We, they you know, not happy birthday back. to Kay. If you don't tell Kay happy birthday, even though it's not his birthday anymore, we'll find you. Okay. Well, uh, but I don't uh, care. That, I don't care that much. I'm not going to find I'm not going to put that much. We're going to sick but... Noah on you like a dog. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Star Lost Seas. I'm your DM, Cryolane. This is my party. Pulse, do it for my them. birthday. Do it for his birthday. Oh, it's his do it for his birthday, birthday Pulse. Hey! <laughs> Pulse, Pulse, for the anniversary of you showing, like, of Mara joining the campaign, will you do it? Like a year anniversary? Yeah, the yeah. year it's coming the, up. You got like a yeah, you got like a months. month and a half, and then it's your year anniversary. Ah, okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last time on Star Lost Seas, it was actually pretty cut and dry. We had got to the Westwood the prior episode, and everybody was taking in everything. Petrin showed up. He and a bunch of other warriors of the Westwood were holding the front. He recognized you all, so he asked for a bit of help because some weapons of the Empire were pulling up that he and his people had had some trouble with. Familiar weapons to... Some of the party, Twink in particular, who knew a lot about these large robotic mech suits with flamethrowers for arms and chainsaws for arms. The party engaged two of them. Uh, you, I'm gonna be honest, you dealt with them pretty well. Uh, Lotus was hurt the most, but that's just because she took a chainsaw to the stomach. And she still didn't go down. Oh god, and Hickory cast haste on her. That's something I have to cope with now for the rest of time. Uh-huh. And then it ex- one of them exploded and pretty severely injured Hickory, who got back to her feet and bucked up and just looked absolutely destroyed and devastated on the inside. And that's when Illis showed up to usher you all through a tree that had become a teleport door into Sanctuary. Not, like, in the allegorical sense. Literally Sanctuary, the capital city of the Westwood. Very beautiful. You were shown the triage area where everybody was being treated for their injuries at the front, and then you were ushered away to a small abode in a built into a tree deeper into the city. And then you all just took a moment to breathe, and that's where we ended our session. And that's where we're going to pick back up. You're all in your... It's a big open space with like a spiral staircase at the back that goes further up into the tree. There are some couches that seem almost like they grew out of the interior of this tree trunk that you're in. Same thing with tables and chairs. Are we alone or is Illa still with us? Illis is not still with you. She closed the door behind her and she left. She mentioned that she had to attend to some other things happening. 
Sick. Okay. So it's just you? <clears throat> is there a table nearby? There is a table! It's got eight chairs. Sick. Oh, it's a big table. Or it's a really big table. It's a pill-shaped table, not like an oval, because an oval mm -hmm. implies that it's all sort of round. It's like straight sides with rounded ends. I want to go to the table and I want to open up that packet, see what I'm supposed to be taking to feel like less death. You go to the table and you open up the packet. This is, it's a little like little square of bread. Like a firm biscuit almost. Okay. Only only about half an inch thick. It's got this sort of honey golden texture on the top, and as you prick at it, it's it's hard. Ah. It will not be pleasant for your teeth. Great. I'm gonna eat it slowly. Slowly. Make a card <laughs> check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go and start eating your little biscuit. Mm -hmm. Are there doors? Or there are the just... big sliding doors behind you. But, like, are there doors that look like they lead to other rooms here? Nope. Just that staircase in the back, and then you're in this larger circular room. How many doors? Just one. It's it's a pair of doors that slide together and seem to slide apart. Okay. The ones that we just the ones you through. came inside from. Dolus just starts walking yeah. towards the staircase. Just I'm gonna look for some beds. Uh, I'll join you. Right. <clears throat> I'm gonna hop up on the couch. So Twig, you just go clamber up onto the couch. You're just on a couch. There's a nice little tea table between these two couches. And as a reminder, uh, Dolus is carrying Lotus on his back. Yep. Yeah. And there is a large robot in your entryway. Yes. This is the state of things. <laughs> this okay. is the state of our existence. All right, so I'll go upstairs. Yeah, you proceed upstairs. It's, a, it's the spiral staircase. It's a tall ceiling for this room. But the moment you get up into the top, you see one, two, three doors into rooms. Okay. And then if it, you want, the car the stairs keep going up. Oh. Well, I mean, I'll walk, I'll open door number one. Uh, it's a bedroom. Price nice. is right You were like, there's one, two, three door. And I'm like, yeah. is this the price is right? Like, do I have to choose the right one? You like, open no. door number two. It's a giant spider. Roll initiative. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, you open uh, the first door and there's a bedroom. It's, it's nice. It's, it's clearly set up to be sort of like a guest room. There's not a lot of amenities other than a bed and like a wash basin. What kind of bed is it? It's a, it's like a full bed. Okay. What about door number two? You go to open door three. number two and open door number three. They're almost identical rooms, each of them. Okay. I'll go up the more stairs. <laughs> you go up more stairs to the next yeah. level. Three more doors. I'll just, I'll I'll open just go through this. another door. There are three levels of three rooms each until you get to the, the higher level where there is just a balcony cut it out of the tree that's large enough to fit a full group of like maybe a dozen people that just looks out over the city okay i'll go in door number two the fairy on the first the very floor, first floor yeah. door number two all right yeah. you're right in the middle <laughs> cool and i'll set lotus down uh slowly onto the bed 
let me make a note of which room you're in because <laughs> God knows you're going to make this a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so did you say, sorry, could you say what else was in the room? Uh, just a wash basin, a little like trunk to lay clothes down on top of or put little things in, but that's it. Just the bed, the trunk, the wash basin. Okay. Uh, Dolus is also going to open the little packet of like thing that Lotus is supposed to eat. Uh, finds the hard, like, essentially like a hard tack, <laughs> like yep. inside. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to. It's like hard kinda... tack, but it smells significantly better than hard tack does. Right. Uh, I'm gonna just sit on the ground by the bed. I'll see how um, unappealing this is, and I'll just kind of like start like with something in my pocket, try and like break it up a little bit into okay. smaller pieces. Okay. And like, I'll just turn to Mara, who said he would come with me, and I'm just going to assume that you haven't done anything else. And just <laughs> not really. <laughs> Mara's just standing, slouching at the door, like. <laughs> I might go up to the balcony and just check out my little map. Your what? My, my map. I'll, I'll hold it out, like in a way that he could see it, like the reading and the stars and shit. Ah, it's a nice star map. Mm, a map. Mm -hmm. I, I got mean, like this was in my pocket when I got these new clothes and new new forms and stuff. So I'm I'm trying to trying to get a hang of this stuff. It's it's really cool. I feel great. I'm sure that's not suspicious at all. Getting new powers from and. Eldritch deity and finding a map to somewhere in your pocket. Probably the smarter idea is to not follow that map to wherever it might lead you, but I know we will be, so have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm uh, still afraid that I'm a, a warlock, but... Uh, I don't think you are. Oh, I, I don't know, man. We'll see. I, I feel like, if anything, this map's gonna tell me if I am or am not. Right. You know, generally I, maps don't do that, but uh, you know, I'm not an expert on star maps, so maybe they give you life advice. Maybe. We'll see. How are you holding up? I'm all right. I'm just concerned. It looks like Lotus took a lot of damage. Hmm. She she typically picks herself back up pretty fast, I'd say. I think she'll be fine. Right. I'm sure she will. Hmm. All right, well, you have fun on the balcony. I might join you in a bit. All right. Um, before we he I head up there, though, um, any hard feelings about everything that's been going on? I, I know I did the big wind wall thing. Uh, my bad. I'm not going to lie. I've had some discussions. I, I, I don't feel great about it. You've had some discussions? Yeah, Twink wasn't happy about all this, to be honest. I mean, just between me and you, I don't think Twink is really ever happy. I agree. <laughs> but I'm sure that as long as you are able to show that you've understood what you did wrong and etc. You know, you're a grown adult, you know what I mean. 
Oh, of course, uh, of course. I, I harbor no hard feelings for you, Mara. I understand. I appreciate that. It's just, just coming in at such a weird time when I feel like I found myself, and now I feel like I can't explore that as much as I want to. I'm afraid, to be honest. Well, I believe that you can explore what it is that you want to. You just need to be safe about it and mindful of everyone else. Hmm. As long as you are not actively putting us in danger, mm. we will be here to support you. I appreciate that. Of course. Gets back to grinding up the fucking hard tag. <laughs> I'll be like mortar and pestling it <laughs> with the, the butt of your knife in your palm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not gonna turn it into like a powder because that I'm not gonna make her snort it. Like, do a line at a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel just great. like making it into oh, like um, nice chewable pieces. Maybe add a little bit of water into it. Don't mind me, guys. I'm gonna go to Popeyes real quick and get some. <laughs> I guess as he's uh, as he's doing that, I'm like, you know, I know a little bit about medicine. If you want me to chunk it up for you, what? Uh, oh, sorry, what? what? Chunk it up for me? Yeah. You want to? You, like you're doing clearly a pretty good job of chunking it up right now. Well, yeah, but I'm pretty pretty handy when it comes to that medicine specifically. Right. Well, I received this from a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so as much as I love and respect you, Mara, uh, I uh, will be trusting the expert opinion on this. I will come to you if there is any further concern. All right. Let's head up there. Go back to grind. <laughs> 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 Great, <laughs> Mara. You proceed up to the balcony, and you you walk out, and you you see the same thing Dolos did when he went all the way up the stairs. And I assume you were following him, so you got a glimpse of it earlier. And mm. it's a big space. There's like little benches to sit on, a railing, so you can look out over everything. Through some of the larger trees, you get this vague view of the lake, but it's it's not like you have like a lakefront view by any means. You just happen to be able to see it looking along the walkways hmm. it's nice now the sun is <clears throat> like a nice breeze the sun is setting behind you there's a nice breeze it's very gentle hmm. i think i'll i'll take in the breeze a little bit just kind of sit there relax a little bit eventually after a few minutes go by just pull out my map go onto the bench and just kind of like a newspaper as I'm like laying down looking up like that (laughs) (laughs) I like it so yeah you just plop that plop it open just lean back and start taking in the star charts the two who are downstairs twink hick what are you up to I'm eating my medicine in silence I rest on the couch for a couple minutes and then I Hop over to the robot and start inspecting it to make sure it's not damaged. Go over and you're looking at it and there's a couple binks on it. A few little things. It 
the treads are a little worn in ways you wouldn't expect. And you start looking over the, the flamethrower and can you, can you make an arcana check for me? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, 15. 15? Yeah. There is, as you're looking at the arm, there are these little notches in it, and you sort of pull it back, and you see this almost cylindrical shape, but with little points on the end that seems connected to these diodes, and you're just floored immediately by the genius of it, because it's your previous idea for making this thing when you had worked on such a thing involved using runes and some sort of fuel. But as you look at the cylinder and pull it out, you realize there is a scroll inside of it that is being pulsed through with magic. And so it is a far more potent solution than you had originally imagined could be possible. How does he... How... It's... But it should only work once. How does it work? What? Huh? What should oh. only work once? Uh, this this thing should should only work once, but it doesn't. It works multiple times. How so? Well, <clears throat> what do you know about spell scrolls? You know about them. You know how they function. I know a fair amount, but I mean... Well, typically it's single use, right? You use it, magic gone. Yeah. Yeah, no, this still has its magic. Cryo, would I know how my lighter works? You would know how your lighter works, and your lighter works through little electrical connections okay. and uh, and magic that is just sort of sucked up from the air. Okay, cool. I mean, you know, stranger things have happened. No, this is like world breaking. Someone's figured out how to use spell scrolls infinitely. Anyone can use magic whenever. All the time, with no repercussion. This is... Bad. Yes. So theoretically, the Stonekeeper Empire can make magic constantly. Now, I mean, maybe there's a limit to it. I don't know. I'll have to do more research. Start diving and unscrewing things and uh, continue my investigation. Hick, you're you're quietly sitting there eating this, kind of glancing over at the robot now, and you'll just occasionally hear like boom ding boom and like a thing of metal will just come flying out of this robot. At uh, you swear at one point you hear a, a like a pneumatic like <laughs> It is like cartoonish levels of tinkering <laughs> sounds happening coming from this thing. Yeah, she's hardly glancing at the at, at the bot as it goes on. 
kind of just in our own little world, even though <laughs> there's a cartoonish level amount of work going around. Uh, Twink, as you're working through everything, you get to what you imagine the core would be of this thing, sort of beneath the seat, and you go to pop it open. And you're expecting to see a bunch of runes charted on thing. And as you pop it open, you are greeted by a very familiar sight, but not the one you expect. It is a small, spinning, pulsing dodecahedron that looks not quite like glass, but not quite like stone. I'll begin casting Detect Magic on it. You know, ritual cast, I imagine. Yeah, I go away. Spell slot on it. Yeah. Suddenly, all of the tinkering stops. There's just silence from the robot for ten minutes. And Twink, as soon as detect magic, finally flicks on after those ten minutes of ritual casting. I'm gonna need you to make a wisdom save. Hog. That's a nat twenty. Nice. You I have advantage on wisdom saves against magic. Hell yeah. I rolled a four and a 20. Let's go. Four 20, let's go. <laughs> uh, you are essentially the detect magic equivalent of flash banged by this thing. <laughs> ah, fuck. Yeah, your head is just immediately pounding in pain. And you have just enough time to like, ah, 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 like, lo- like just stop focusing on it for a second before it properly, like, hurts you. What? Ow! Did you hurt yourself? No. What happened? If I explained it, you wouldn't understand. Twink, I'm two people at the same time and somehow was able to reverse time. Unpack that later. This is different. I'm just saying hit me. I know. I don't know how to explain it. Okay. I uh, fuck it. I'm going to walk up. Uh, I'm going to walk up to that <laughs> fucking robot and see what the hell's going on. <laughs> you walk up and both the front and back of it are both open while he's working on it. And there's a bunch of deconstructed little bits. You walk up and you too, you see it's like, uh, like ping pong ball sized, maybe slightly larger, just spinning around there. I need you to know that as you walk up, you see Twink almost about to touch it with his crowbar. <laughs> maybe don't do that. Huh? Why not? Well, didn't it just hurt you? No. I said no. Hickory slowly takes out her shield. (laughs) 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 Behind it. Oh, you pansy. And I kind of just touch it a bit with the crowbar. You touch it with the crowbar? Oh, fuck yeah. The moment you give it a little tap, there's like a little ding. And it just sort of wibbles in place, but like it doesn't move. What's holding it in place? And I kind of look above and below it to see if there's like any. There's those same little diodes that were around the the cylinder for the scroll, but that's it. There's nothing latching onto it. You don't see any like any sort of magical tethering. 
I don't understand. Makes no sense. What is it? Well, this is like a miniature version of the thing on our ship. Okay. Okay. But that showed up when we were in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. So why isn't it a robot that the Stonekeeper Empire has? Well, it's not the same thing. It's in two different things. But you said it's just a smaller version. It's similar. It's not the same. Like, it's not... It's it's a similar thing. Huh. Just kind of crouch down and look at it. Do you think we could pull it out? Spider versus me. <laughs> I touch it. You touch it. Your finger, you feel this little zap through your finger. And it feels <laughs> almost, no, no, it feels almost pleasant. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. It, like being tased, but if instead of hurting, it We have different felt, definitions of pleasant hang on, crying. Hang on, oh, hang like, on. Wait, no, I'm no, talking, I'm explaining. <laughs> it's like, if it's the same jolt as if you were being tased, but instead of any pain, it's just this surge of comfort. And instead of tasing, gentleman. can we say like you hit your funny bone? Yeah, sure. It's like okay. you hit your funny bone, <laughs> except instead of any pain, it is just gentle. We can harness this technology. Like when you perfectly <laughs> pop your neck and you just feel like, ah, it's like that. But it just shoots through your hand up into your wrist. I felt weird. Can we pull it out? No, because I don't know if I can get it back in. And if I pull it out, the robot stays here forever. But you already took the thing half apart. We might as well take it out so we can get a better look at it and what it does. I can put it back together. Exactly. So just that's put a... it back where it came from. No, that's... This is why I didn't want to explain it. <laughs> uh... I pull it out and I can't get it back in. Robot has no power. It can't move it. You know what? Cryo, I'm going to cast Augury to find out if it's a good idea to pull that thing out of the box. Oh my god, it's happening! Ah, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's... You see Hickory that's... just kind of look back, like, look at you, look at the thing, look back at you, look back at the thing, and she kind of clasps her hands, just, one, one sec. <laughs> you get a sense... As you cast this, of weal and woe, removing it, you can sense Twink's fear, and you sense that he doesn't need to worry about that. Mm. But there also might be some other unforeseen consequence that you sense. Mm. Hickory opens her eyes and looks at it and goes, I think you can get it back in if you take it out. But it might get a little weird. Do you have any tools that we could like use to pull it out so we don't make direct contact? 
think that's the least of our worries. If we figure out what's powering it, maybe we can shut down the rest of them. I... There's more than just getting it back in that worries me. I mean, what if it's... I mean, you see how it's spinning? Yeah. Well, what if it destabilizes? Maybe we can... And... Maybe... Because it looks like it has that and that. So what if we just take out the whole part? What? It's It has these two things. So if we just take out the whole piece, it should stay stable, right? I don't know. It's not worth checking now. However, it is definitely worth looking into it another time. Really? Would prefer this doesn't blow up like the other one. Yeah. Or at least if it does, I want to control it. Controlled explosions. I'll be honest with you, Twink. I don't think I'd mind if this thing never moved again. Well, I mean, that's your prerogative. Suppose it is. Hickory kind of pushes herself back up to her feet, wa walks away, definitely like subtly kicks a part away. <laughs> right. Do I notice that? You're, with your perception, yeah, you definitely heard a kick and a ding ding ding. ding. What was that? Nothing. Nothing. Remember, if this thing blows up, we all die. I'm aware. <clears throat> I start putting it back together. Okay, start putting it back together. You're familiar enough with all of these parts and tools that it's not that big of a trouble for you to put it back together. Dolus, you have long since crushed up the biscuit. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to say, uh, after I make the biscuit into easily consumable, uh, a little bit softer pieces uh, with water, just add water, uh, I am going to, I kind of go up to the bed and kind of lightly shake Lotus awake and kind of get her to sit up a little. No, you don't have to get up, just you just have to eat this. What is it? I, the Westwood people said it would make you feel better and they seem to be um very knowledgeable about these kinds of things, so probably just eat it. Okay. I'll just, like, slowly help her eat it, <laughs> and then just lay her back down, cover yeah. her up. He starts then... just helping you eat, giving you little pieces, and you're just eating it, or you're, like, opening your mouth and being fat. You're a baby bird, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's even wet! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh glad, glad that finally came through. <laughs> Lotus, as you as you eat the last little bit of this slowly, right? You finish the last little bit and you're like, ah. You feel good. <laughs> Lotus looks sits up. It just looks at Dolores like what was in it? What, what was that? I don't. I don't know. Lay down. What are you doing? I feel. I feel great. I, I. That's great. I'm glad. Lay down, please. 
Like, like, it feels like I slept for like 10 hours and I feel really, really good. Okay, no, you didn't. Lay back down, please. First off, before we start discussing how you feel. Magic cookies. Lotus? Yes? Lay down. Okay. I... I'm glad you're feeling better, but you still have uh, taken chainsaws to the side, uh, and you most likely have a lot of internal bleeding, um, as well as some external bleeding. Uh, So. But if it's internal bleeding, that's where the blood is. So, like. Okay. How about I explain it to you after you take a nap? Okay, okay, okay. Alright. I'll be here when you wake up. I had a question. Okay, I might have an answer. So, like... Fake it. Okay, yes, Fagan. I'm confused about the whole, like, with us, but not really. Or maybe it's the other way around. Like, he's he's with the other party, but then, like, he's also on our team. I don't get it. Um, I'll be quite honest with you, Lotus. I don't quite get it either, but... While you're asleep, I will gather some information and be able to explain it all to you when you're awake. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I just need to know if it's like a serious type of situation or like... From the little that I heard, I think it's the opposite of a serious situation where instead of someone we trusted uh, being a dirty backstabber... uh, we with someone we thought was a dirty backstabber actually not being against us. I'll ask for more details. I'll inform you later. I said. Okay. Alright. Sleep well. Yeah. I'll, I'll just like head out of the room, close, and I'll uh, head first. I'll head up onto the balcony to see Mar, because I said I would. You come Um, up, and Mara is just enamored with this star chart. Just kind of walk up. What does it say? What does it say, Cryo? (laughs) Just a star chart? (laughs) It's just a star chart. It shows varying degrees and angles, and it has a date and time of year. Hmm. So like a calendar, kind of? <laughs> so the way us. it works mm-hmm. is it shows the stars as they should be at a part of the sky if you're looking at it at a certain angle and time of year. Hmm. Interesting. That's how the star and I can, like, functions. I can, can I like shift it around to like get it like as many angles as possible or just I have nope. to be specific? It tells you on the bottom look at like this angle at this approximate latitude at this mm. time of year, and that's what you'll see. Oh, okay, okay. So it's like 
You ever play video games and you get a treasure map, but the treasure map is really just a picture of where the treasure is, and you just have to find that image? Also, it's vague. It's vague. It's like that. Hmm. Um, so, oh God, this is, it's a little vague. It's kind of like a puzzle in a way where I kind of have to figure out the solution, but it's like, shows like all these constellations in the sky. Okay. These very specific angles and it's, it's interesting. I love it. Does it say anywhere you are a warlock? Uh, I'm not really seeing much on that, (laughs) to be honest. I figured you wouldn't. I always kind of take a seat next to him, start looking at it with him. I'll sit up a little bit. (laughs) So you can read this and you know what it means? Yeah. I was taught these things at a very young age, but why? Man, just having it in front of me is so different. I love it. Why were you taught to read star charts? That's a really good question. Okay. <laughs> to be quite honest. Yeah. But I th- I think it's just cuz like I I had an interest in it in the first place. And with those interests I, like my old master just really just wanted to pound into my head like all these things I could do with it. I could probably navigate us. I really tried with these things. Navigate us mm. to where exactly? Wherever we want. Who knows? Like I said, this is like the puzzle. If we go to, maybe we go to like some of these places where the stars are leading us, we could find maybe something there. It's intriguing, honestly. So when you say wherever, uh, are you saying that because you don't know where this leads? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I appreciate the honesty. I think that's the the fun part of the mystery, though. Mm. You know, like we we've always had like these places we want to go, but what if we went somewhere where we didn't know what was coming? Mm. I feel like that could be nice. Yeah, nice little adventure. Though personally, I would really just want a bit of a a break on the adventure i've had <laughs> non-stop adventure 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 every day for the past couple of weeks mm. i don't, I don't relate to, to that at woods, all mara i used to live in the woods me too right but <laughs> i don't usually i didn't used to live in the woods and then i you and then i lived in the woods Hmm. The woods are very uneventful. Yeah. Like, I mean, unless compared you talk to, to like villages that I lived in before. Unless you can talk to animals, yes, I assume that mm-hmm. then it would be a little bit more eventful because you have people to talk to. Well, not people, animals, but. How much of nature have you ever taken in? Oh, well. Just in, instead of, you know, being distracted by these otherworldly thoughts of like what you could be doing have you just taken it in in the moment well I tried to do some light meditation sometimes just to get my mind off of things when I was 
living in the woods with Lotus. It's nice being able to just listen to the sounds of nature, I guess I could only say. But mm. personally, as someone not from this plane, my mind immediately starts racing when I hear the call of an animal I've never heard before or seen before, and then I immediately want to investigate it and understand it more. That's fair. It's... Uh, I, I feel like I have such a different perspective because I know what they're saying. <laughs> it's, right. It's It's interesting. Animals have some very interesting things to say sometimes, to say the least. Um... What kind of things do animals say, Mara? God, they're, they're they're mostly interested in food. I'd say for the most part, um, more in tune with like what you know. Honestly, I think they're more scared of their surroundings than what is it? I think they're that fear that you fear with like your surroundings. They have that exact sense as well. It's a big thing with them because they're always, you know, there's always going to be that food chain. And with like us humanoids being at the top, they're more scared of us than they are, than you are of them, to be quite honest. I mean, those boars we saw on Twintania, they seemed ready to slaughter you. Yeah, they... Oh, they also don't really get over these grudges because they'll have that like sense of danger that we input into them. We slaughtered them. (laughs) Oh, God. It was a good hunt. Oh, it was. Oh, man. That was some good meat. But it was great to finally have meat again after week or two of walks slop hmm. I mean it's it's edible slop now I've subjected myself to double the portions but mm-hmm. right Did, have you always well when you lived with your master previously were you still also in the woods then were you always a a kindred woodland spirit. Oh, as far as I can remember, yeah. I see. To be honest, yeah, that really is as far as I can remember with that. Mm. I can't really. I, I think like usually people are like, you know, I remember where what my parents were, what they were doing in their life. I don't remember that very well at all. Hmm. I envy you. He was more like a father to me than anyone else, to be honest. I see. I, you know, may, some people might say it's a bit harsh of a of a thing to say, but I wish I could forget my parents and who they are. That's something you want to talk about? Well... <laughs> nothing much to talk it's just 
my my mother was is a horrible person she she's the reason that I am like this in more ways than one I she she uh, she held a sort of position of status in the in the, the village that we lived in mm-hmm. as children uh, she would always go on excursions to the material plane uh, her and a small team usually and then she'd come back uh, and one time she went and came back and then not long after I was born and I looked like this. And, well, this kind of points towards his face. So this is not normal for your people? Exactly? <laughs> no. So you know how the, the, the preconception you had of me... Before I took my mask off of the bird, like the beak, and you know, that's generally how Aracocra look. Uh. Not like this, not human. How did this happen exactly? Are you aware at I, all? Not sure, though I've had my suspicions. Hmm. Have some guesses. And I think Lotus is looking into her own research on the topic. Hmm. Might come to the same conclusions as me, but that's besides the point. She, uh... Oh, God, this is... There's a lot to unpack here. Well... My father is dead. Oh. Um... He He was a good man He was um, He was always Overworked He didn't Have too much time For me though I understand I Don't think anybody at the time Wanted to put any time into me I was sort of in a sort of twisted way it was a blessing uh, my mother's position because people were more willing to how do I say deal with the fact that I existed because if they didn't there would be repercussions not that she really cared she wouldn't step in and do anything On those excursions she would go on, sometimes she would bring things back, books, artifacts from the material plane for research that the the council of the village would look into and 
for the libraries and such. And then some of those things she wouldn't submit to the council or to the libraries. I was at home as I was often and I was cleaning when I found sounds straight out of a book I found a loose floorboard and underneath were books about magic and about things in the material plane that you couldn't read about in the libraries and so and I noticed that every time she would come back home a few days later I'd check under the floorboard and there'd be new books new strange artifacts never understood how to work them and it just so happened to be my luck and one of those days I opened the floorboards and there was a small box with a ring inside hmm someone was stupid enough to put it on childlike curiosity That's how old I... were you when this happened Oof. I mean how long has it been exactly well I'm only a little over eight years old hmm. uh this was when I was five, six, around the time that Lotus was born, a little after, a little before it gets blurry. It was, at first I didn't want to accept Kylie into my life, and then at one point, it just became too much in my mind, the curiosity itching at the back of my mind, and then I shook her hand, made a deal. Hmm. I'm definitely shortening the story a lot. I don't want to bore you, but essentially that's what happened, and then... You know, long story short, there was an incident in which I used my magic on a child. Not child as in like an infant, but more just child as in someone younger than me. And uh, the officials of the village were not very happy about that. Was it damaging magic, or were you doing them a favor? And no, they... I was attacking a child. Um... Uh, not just because I like attacking children. It was. Oh yeah, That's, it that... was. I was defending Lotus. Oh, uh... and uh, I don't know what came over me. I was told the story from Lotus that I'm sure it was exaggerated, but it just, my mind went into a blur and it seemed like I closed my eyes and when I opened them, the child 
I keep calling him a child. He was mature. He was 10, 15 feet away, smoking. My arm singed. People were screaming, afraid. I looked down at my hand and it was black and crackling and burnt. When we were put on trial, I wasn't allowed to speak out against my mother because she blamed it on my father. And I, me and my sister were exiled from the plane. I tried. At the last minute, I, I escaped my, my, my handcuffs. I attempted to go and stop his execution, but got there at just the wrong time. And I watched it happen. And then, again, it's a blur, but I just remember falling for a long time. And then I was in the front yard of Raiden when I woke up, clutching Lotus. That's heavy. Losses, not easy to deal with, but at least you have friends now to be there to listen, be there to comfort you. Right. I I don't know how I feel about my mother right now. Well, I know how I feel. I hate her with every ounce of my heart, but if I were given the chance to kill her, I don't know if I would take it. I, I, contrary to what you've seen from me over the past couple of weeks, I am generally not... Uh, very fond of the taking of lives of people. I hate it. Just feel like I'm contributing to this huge cycle of violence. But I've been put in so many positions where it's not an option. But Lotus, she... I believe that if our mother was put in front of her, she would not hesitate to rip her head off. Mm. Have you talked to her about any of this? I have. A bit. I have been told of her... I know how she feels about this, and I honestly, I'm not in any position to criticize how she thinks about it or what mm -hmm. she would want to do, but I don't know. 
I have an interesting thought on this. Yeah, have um, have you ever gotten your mother's perspective on this whole thing? Have you asked her why she did any of this? No, I don't care. I imagine it's hard not to care, especially after the loss of someone you love so dearly. And after like just all the pain you went through from her. But I hope this isn't too insensitive of me to say, but I think it would be fair to at least ask. Because you never know what type of things have been hidden from you, especially as a child. I don't know how your mother was exactly, but With if how she often she was gone, I couldn't tell you. Hmm. And do, I guess, do you know at all about how much she loved your father? <laughs> <sighs> well. With the speed at which she threw him to be hung, I don't think very much so. Mm. She didn't even... There was no remorse on her face. She stood there and lied, stared the council in the, fight, in the eyes, in the face, and just couldn't say anything. Not that they would believe me anyways. You guys are sitting here in this sort of silence trying to struggle to find words. Hear one long drawn out. You just sort of echo around all of the trees and you watch these sort of nets woven out of branches and vines filled with fireflies just light up all around you and the sun's starting to get lower well it's lovely beautiful I'll kind of get up just like stretch a bit just like I believe that your stance on asking my mother her reasonings is valid, and if given a chance, I would want to understand why she made my life this way. But given how Lotus feels about it. I don't know if I'll have the chance. You should talk to her about it. I will. It's a far off subject. Wait. Oh, speaking of Lotus, you were you in. It was you and Twink who saw Fagin, correct? Yes. What happened with Fagin? Well, was he. Is he a traitor? Is he not? I don't. He seems to definitely be on our side. I, I think I imagine. I think he was the one who did the explosions. Oh. He told us 
Uh, I'm so Twink was slipped a key, okay. and he unlocked the cuffs. And as he unlocked the cuffs, and we were just sort of chit chatting, trying to think of how to get out of there in the first place, just think thinking of any plans we could. He caught us um, uncuffing ourselves and trying to escape. Chuckled a little bit and went along with our plan. So I can only assume he's on our side since he did mention that he was going to make a dis... I don't know if he mentioned he was going to make a distraction exactly, but he said there would be one. Wait, wait, wait. If Fagin caught you trying to slip out and escape who gave Twink the key? Fagin I think I'm sure I'm sure of it I would assume so I have no earthly idea though as we were completely just had bags over our heads for the duration Mm -hmm. Ah, I was in a metal box in the ring? Yes, in the ring. They didn't just have a metal cage to roll me around in. You try getting out? No, I figured leaving the ring in a very enclosed space would probably be not the smartest idea. Not only because I don't know how it would work and how much damage I would do to myself, the ring and or the box. And also, I didn't know where we were. Ah. Uh, just judging by the words that I heard around us and the fact that it sounded like there was an armed militia around us. Mm. Uh, probably not the best idea to suddenly pop out surrounded by men with guns. I decided mm. to just lay low. Good call. Yes. I think it's also this the safest I've ever concocted a plan before as well I could have I had so many thoughts of just summoning as many creatures as I could just to as they came upon us on the camp I I really thought about it but Twink's words just struck me played a little safe and came out okay mm. kind of glad I did but you know that adventurous side of me just what if? You know? Right, yes, I understand. <laughs> I will say, uh, most likely, uh, judging by just what I've heard, if you had summoned all those creatures, you, Twink, and every creature you summoned would have died. So I'm glad you didn't do that. Maybe. <laughs> right. mm. I'll be heading back to Lotus's room. Sounds good, buddy. Meanwhile, Lotus, as soon as Dolus left, sat up in her bed. And she like grabs her bag and like pulls out a few books and then like opens the book about monks and starts like kind of reading through it a little bit. And then she puts it down and then like sits up proper on the bed, crosses her legs, and starts meditating. Yeah, start meditating. Sort of letting yourself feel the key flow through you, breathing in the air from the Westwood, and you 
can sense the motion of mana and key through everything around you. You can hear all of the bugs chittering inside the wood of the, the tree around you. You feel almost like you can hear conversations going on above and below you. You can make out the voices of Dolis and Mara and Twink and Hick, but you can't pick up anything of what they're saying. You just feel their presence. And then suddenly... You don't feel anything around you, or hear anything around you. And everything's very cold. When I open my eyes, what do I see? You open your eyes and you see the room that you're in, and everything just comes rushing back. Oh, that's not something that's happened before. And then I start meditating again. You start meditating again. It. it happens again as you're meditating there. You feel this this cold sensation. And you swear that you can feel just the slightest pinprick something in the distance. You meditate and you follow the flow. And I would like you to make a wisdom check. Wisdom check? Yeah. I'd like you to roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> time to fight your key. <laughs> the first time I've spoken in 30 minutes is to scream. <laughs> That's a natural 20. There's no way. Oh, shit. Two rolls. <laughs> Let's go. Three. One of them had advantage. <laughs> yeah, so you start following it. And it's like you catch a thread and you're just in your mind pulling your way through this sea of quiet and cold. And you see sanctuary sort of around you in your mind's eye. You weave your way past the robot and passing through those doors and all of this energy that should be around you from people none of it's there you're just focused on this one thing and you eke your way out across the lake completely losing track of your surroundings or your speed until you're at the base of the giant spruce tree in the middle of the lake and there's just this little pinprick of energy there going to mentally I guess get closer to the tree okay you let your mind sort of take in this energy and you swear for just a second that you hear Archibald And then you're back meditating in your spot on the bed. Oh. All the same normal flow of everything going on around you, all of the sounds. And it was just Archibald's voice? Mm-hmm. Did it have... Was I able to distinguish any type of emotion, any type of word? It was just... I just got the essence of his voice. 
You got a sense of panic. But no words. Uh, oh, we're, we're so so far away from you. You walk. She just kind of relaxes her posture and like leans her back against the wall. Dolus, were you going right to Lotus's room? You open the door. <laughs> She's sitting up in bed, leaning against the wall. Dolus just opens the door and is just standing there staring at her <laughs> in the door frame. You, you see, like, Lotus is just, like, gripping her, her hands tightly. Just, I, I heard, I heard Archibald. He's, he's panicking some way. I, we're so far away from him. I, I close the door. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like leaving. I'm gonna close leaves. the door. I'm out. No, I don't want no part of this. Emotional damage. Emotional damage. I'm not equipped to deal with this right now. No. We'll unpack this later. No, no, no. I go inside and I close the door and like as she's like, what seems to be like hyperventilating, I'll like sit next to her on the bed. It's like, deep breaths, in, out. <sighs> what happened? I, I couldn't sleep, so, so I started meditating, and, and I, I, I felt cold all of a sudden. I, I didn't feel the, the magic in the air, I couldn't feel the key of people, it, and I like I mentally went to the, the the big the big tree in in the center center of the lake, and and I I thought I I heard Archibald and I I couldn't hear what he was saying but he he sounded panic but we're in the Westwood, isn't he in Yubua? I'll just pull her into a hug. I'll just start like patting her on the back like it's okay. It's all right. Deep breaths. You're okay. We're here in sanctuary. We don't know exactly where Archer Archibald is. But we will find him. He will be safe. Worried about him? We don't... Don't know what, what the other... The Star Lost are doing to him. Mm. Pulls back a little. Trust me. We will keep Archibald safe. I made a promise to Atronon. You know I don't break my promises. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Hopefully, hopefully when we get to you, we can, we can find him proper. Right. I'm sure we will. Mm -hmm. I'll conjure up uh, a small dinner roll and I'll hand it to her. Eat up. Starts nibbling at it. <sighs> so Fagin uh, helped Twink and Mara escape. Uh, and Mara believes that he, Tw Fagin was the conduit of our escape 
with those explosions that were going on, though he has nothing to really go off of for that concretely. Uh, and when I say he helped them escape, he literally gave them the keys to the handcuffs. So I think Fagin can be trusted to an extent. I hope so. I'm... I am a little bit worried that there are people now that we can't trust on the boat. Hmm. I mean... Especially, like, all the people that came with Ceres since she came with a group. Right. Well... I believe that's fair to 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 feel. Um, though, I mean, I didn't know Cerise at all, really. I spoke to her once, maybe. I didn't know that her name was Cerise until you started saying it in regards to her. Uh, but the rest of the crewmates that we brought on call it just an intuition but they seem some of them seem very trustworthy and others don't seem trustworthy it's just they don't seem competent enough to be spies so I don't think there's much to worry about there okay I think I scared Alina enough her too. I think you might have scared her a little bit too much. And you said I was the intimidating one. I mean I think I think I think just 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 a little bit. I've been taking taking notes from you. I don't think I'm a very good role model to take notes from, but I appreciate I think you're it. the best role model to take notes from. Okay. Well, I think that is giving me a little bit too much credit. I think <laughs> you've also only had one real mo- role model, so. Yeah, and then he left. I'm gonna punch him when we see him again. Yeah. Maybe not too hard. Like, like a reasonable punch. Also, okay. start eating. Uh, internal bleeding. And so you can. You can <laughs> Meanwhile, so this happens. Uh, Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Downstairs, Twig, you have finished putting back together the robot. You are cranking in the last bolts as we speak. Hick, you have finished your biscuit, and immediately, as soon as you finished it, and it, like, went all the way down, you just, whoo, perked right up. Physically. Emotionally, you're still devastated. 
Oh yeah. Uh, are there <laughs> Do they have an emotional <laughs> support biscuit? Are there cabinets? No cabinets. No cabinets. No. No, no cabinets. I can't make myself a drink. Hate to see it. Mm -mm. Nope. Uh. Okay, I'm I'm perked. I'm perked up, but again, emotionally devastated. So we're just gonna we're gonna carry on with my my way of going right now, which is nothing. Just sitting at the table. Boom, thousand yards staring. Twink, you're sitting there in silence with just a... This bolt. I'm fucking bored. We just fought a bunch of robots. What do you want? Oh, I mean, I, I stole a robot. Okay, yeah. Can't take a breather or something. I was in a robot. Yeah. I'm not tired. You go explore the town or something. Oh, I was getting ready to suggest that, but then you just kept asking questions, so. <laughs> you want me to come Bye. Here, Twink? He just walks out after saying bye. <laughs> just do you want me to come with you? Bye. <laughs> like closes the sliding door behind him. Hick, you are alone with the mech. Yeah, I am. And I'm I'm looking at that piece of shit. Twink, you walk out. Sanctuary is gorgeous at night. It is hundreds of little firefly lights spread out all among the canopy around you. People are still out walking, doing everything. You get the sense that the city doesn't really sleep necessarily. Seems like there's a lot of people who are still... <laughs> Seems like there are still a lot of people who are doing stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't mean to quiet half you. the episode, man. I finally start talking again and you decide to shit on me. Thanks, buddy. Sorry. Thanks. Sorry. Fuck you too, Cryo. That was great. Okay, continue, continue. I love, so I love you so much. You're my best friend. Best birthday ever. Uh, <laughs> Shut up, Kay. You're walking down the You're walking down the pathway. It's really nice. Have you ever been to a summer camp? No. <laughs> Okay, I'm like, you know those walkways? It's just like wood chips and, and dirt mixed together and makes soft yeah. sort of padding. Yeah, it's like that all around. So you're walking around and... Uh, there's... Where you are seems to be somewhat official. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of busy people moving around and you see that over there by the triage area it's still active people moving around. You see a few people come out of the tree portal. Where the fuck am I? There's a bunch of people around here. Just like, what the? And then keep going. Oh, yeah, you're good. Help. <laughs> there's there's one elf nearby who's just like. You're not from around here. No shite. All right. No need to be a fucking persnickety bitch about it. Right. But what? It's fucking obvious. I mean, look at you and look at me. I just wanted to confirm before I went making myself look like an arse the way you're making yourself look like an arse right now. 
It's fair enough, sir, but where the fuck am I? Well, it's the sanctuary. I fucking knew that. Well, right now here, you're in the, this is sort of our, our commerce area. We, we handle all big, important things around here. If you want, there's the market back that way. Nothing going on there around this time of night. Yeah, it's unfortunate. If uh, if you're looking for any of the counselors, you'll find them in their various residencies. Uh, of course, you could always go down by the lake. That's pretty pleasant. Just uh, pleasant? There's nothing else down there? Well, I mean, it's a lot of pleasant. There's the meat and there's the, the meat and amphitheater. That's down there by the lake. That's a nice view. You go fishing. We got lots of good fish in the lake. All we ask is that if they're glowing, you leave them there. <clears throat> I feel like I've struck some sort of nerve with you, uh, judging there by your action. No nerve. Nope. All right. Well, enjoy. Uh, enjoy whatever your your visit. Okay. He just walks away. <laughs> Glowing fish. But take off towards the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Twig, the lake is past like the triage area and some of the other big open trees that you saw before. And so as you're running down again, summer camp esque for anybody who understands that there's like walkways and steps down to the lake. And as you get down there and get closer, it just comes like right up. Real gentle as the grass stops and fades into sand into the water. And you do, in fact, see in the water immediately, because it's nighttime, a lot of glowing fish. This makes no sense. They're just opening themselves up to predators. I pull out my fishing rod. <laughs> <laughs> I am the predator. <laughs> Are you just gonna try and fish a bunch of glowing fish for the time being? Fuck, yeah. Make a survival check. Oh, fuck. This is why I need Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> fuck! That's a nine. With your bonus? Uh-huh. Yeah, you are you start getting up a couple of fish, and with the fact that they're glowing, you're like, should be easy to fish them up. I know right where they are. You you get up like four regular non-glowing fish. I just, I don't get it. Tell me how to find your friends. It's just a fish. I like how you mention Lotus. But I have, I, I, I think I have the best survivability and you try to talk to a fish, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, um, copium. <laughs> this man, if he'd have watched the first 11 episodes, would know why I said Lotus. Oh, true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is just us shitting on each other. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, are you just going to sit there for a while and fish till you catch the bi some bioluminescent one? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Twink, maybe like 35 minutes go by. You're sitting out there for a while. You catch at least half a dozen other fish. You're getting frustrated until finally you're just sitting there like angrily holding the rod. 
uh, you reel up another one, and there's just this very pretty, like, glowing koi fish on the end of your line. <gasps> I did it! Just twitching on the end of your line. I look around to see if anyone is watching. Doesn't seem like anyone's paying attention to you. Put it in the bag of holding. Make a slide of hand check. <laughs> Doesn't seem like anybody's watching. 14. You get it in the bag of holding just fine. And then as you're getting it in and getting everything adjusted, you're like restringing bait on your line again. And you just hear a voice behind you go, so fishing. A good pastime. Who are you? I can't believe you don't recognize my voice. Narlashna sits next to you on the end of the dock. Oh, god damn it, you're awake! She's awake! <laughs> I am! Also, you're pretty enamored, but if you look back that way... I turn around. The ship is, like, several giant trees back, maybe, like, two football fields away, but you can make out the distinct, like, prow of the ship having arrived. Oh, my baby. Hmm. Don't... Don't let Lorelai hear you say that. She prefers water ships. You know, that is a very good point. <sighs> so how'd you sleep? Oh, uh, I like a sack of potatoes. Uh, hold that thought. <clears throat> I pull the fish back out of the bag of holding. Put it back in the lake. Yeah, I, I thought that would work for some reason, but there's no fucking water in there. <laughs> you put the fish back in the lake. It's like, it like shoots back off into the water and she goes. You want them because they glow, right? They're so cool. They're really cool. There's this old legend that they glow because of the spirits of our ancestors coming up bubbling up from the roots under the lake. Oh, that's why they're so hard to catch. That one must have been an idiot. Maybe we knew that one. She, like, nudges you. <laughs> that would have been a dogfish. And then she just kind of sighs really sad. No, come back! Come back! Come back! Come back! <laughs> you know, she just sighs really sadly, that she's like, they actually just glow because of an algae on the bottom of the lake. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <sighs> Everybody here used to know that, and then there was a fun superstition started, and then a few thousand years passed, and now it's an old tradition and legend, and no one remembers that it's just goo at the bottom of the water. That's how, like, most religions start. Yeah, I've noticed. Maybe one day they'll pray to Twink. I fucking hope not. Well, I mean, you started a country. People kind of zealously praise the Emperor, and, I mean, Matthias is revered by all of you, Bua. Kaeli's just a prissy bitch, and she's basically a god of her old plane. I hate the accuracy of your statements right now. 
I'm just saying, if you're not actually a god, you might become sort of a god. That kind of sounds like you right now. Do you remember anything from your sleep? Oh, all of it. Well, I mean, all of the stuff in my little dream realm. Anything going on around me is vague and strange. I fell out of bed. How'd you know that? Because... You didn't know that. Well, no, see, I knew that because I woke up and I had a bump on my head because I fell out of bed. Probably happened when I shrunk the ship. Right, you did do that. Oh, and I was in a... Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was yep. probably unpleasant. Probably. Oh, no. oh that explains this. She, like, rotates her shoulder. <sighs> it's good to be back, though. Uh, if you tell anyone that I am an Archfey, I'll kill you. Why would you tell me that and then threaten to kill me? Uh, because I trust you, and so I trust that you'll believe me when I say if you tell anybody, I'll kill you. <clears throat> but also, I don't think you're going to tell anybody that I mind knowing. Um, also, I don't really see you telling anyone unless you have good reason, so I don't think I really need to threaten you. It's just sort of a habit. Cool. One that I think you can understand. No. Okay. What else are there to do around here? Hmm. There's really nice groves to meditate in to the north of the city. Oh. You go south into the woods. There are Boo. these lovely caves. Okay. Boo. Old ruins on the other side of the lake. Those are nice. I used to Boo. live there. Okay. Um. This might not be your town, Twink. I'm I'm going to be quite honest with you. <sighs> I heard you got a robot. You want to see my robot? I would love. To. Let's go see my robot. Okay. <laughs> she gets up. <laughs> Are you gonna put the non-glowing Twink or Twink non-glowing? <laughs> Are you gonna put the non-glowing fish in your bag of holding, Twink? Yes. Okay. You you've managed like to, to catch the other nine. My managed to catch nine fish that do not glow. Nine fish. Nine fish. In here, making your way back, and you see the the rest of the crew, and they're all sort of chit chatting with with Illis. Who's sort of directing them in towards the the large tree that you recognize as the one you're staying in? Uh and then there is a whistle again, a like, and a bunch of the fireflies by the the little triage area change color into this dark pink, almost red. And you watch Illis like come sprinting down towards the tree, and you see a bunch of other druids and clerics just sort of coming out of every like building and tree towards them. And our last one just goes, "Oh, that's not good." Oh, red's never a good color. Mm, no, no, not typically. It's very nice for sunsets. 
It's it's really funny to make the start button and the robots red. Oh, that would be funny. Do you make do you make the button that makes them explode green? No, they're all red. They're all red? Yeah. Oh, that's mean. And then she's like walks in the direction of the triage area to see what's happening. Okay. And out of the tree, a bunch of people just start rushing with just many, many, many injured. Including one dude who comes out and he's he's literally still on fire and they just cut they rush over and start putting him out. Narlash is just like, I don't have enough magic to help with this. Oh no. And then you want Oh, go. Should we I Ah Okay. What can I do to help? Illis is just like Twink! Uh, uh you're you you have your 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 druid and your 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 little cleric girl. Go get them. We we need all the hands that we can. Oh uh, okay. I can't promise they come back with me. Illis is just like I I don't then you come back. <laughs> she like okay. goes to work. <laughs> I run back to the tree. That I'm guessing which one it is, because I'll be honest, I'm probably not sure which. They probably all look the same to me. Okay. As you're running back, you notice a few of the crew walking up to one specific tree, Eggled, Lorelei, and the twins. You assume that's your tree. Gotta be the tree. You're running up. And Lorelai's like, oh, hey, Twink. <laughs> so you come like, yeah. running past her. Yep, hello. Okay, well, okay. <clears throat> Maya, like, peeks out behind Lorelai. <laughs> Hickory, what did you do while Twink was gone? Cryo. Yeah? How am I feeling looking at that? I, I feel like, uh, that bot. Maybe, You uh... are filled with rage. Yeah. And sadness. And for a moment, Hickory tries to distract herself by praying just over and over and over again, but she can't keep her eyes closed because she just keeps looking back at it. Probably about 10 minutes past, just the pure silence. She stands up. She summons the moment. And just under her breath, she mutters, Vomit, forgive me. And she's just going to start fucking wailing on that thing. <laughs> okay. She's avoiding where she knows the core is. You're, you're good. You're good. I'm, I'm, I get you. Yeah, okay. So you, how long do you just, just wail on it? Just wail on it until you're tired? Give it a solid couple minutes? Probably. Yeah, she's, she's throwing just about everything she's got into it. So, yeah. So upstairs... Dolus Lotus in the room, you just suddenly below you just start hearing like boom, boom, boom. Um, should we go see what that is? You're muted. You're muted. I mean, I didn't say anything yet. It's oh. just kind of like, hmm. Nailed it. Caught you beforehand. 
I'll go check it out. You stay here. Actually, if you want to walk around a bit, you can go up onto the balcony. The view is lovely. Mara might be up there still. Okay, I'll go up. And I'll head down. Call for me if you need me. The birds pull it up. Lotus goes up. Dolus goes down. Dolus, you come down one spiral to the point where you can see the opening. And you just see Hickory beating the shit out of one of the arms of the robot. And you... You didn't really get the chance to process it in the fight before, but Hickory is, like, just as muscled as Doc is. So she's putting dents in this thing every time she hits it. Nothing. She is (laughs) dead silent. Like, there is no... There's hardly a grunt from her as she's just fucking bashing this thing. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Hickory. She turns around. And you've only you've probably only seen this amount of dead in the eyes looking at yourself in the mirror or lotus. All right, man, you gonna, ro- you gonna roast me. Anyway. <laughs> 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 probably only seen this fucking anyways. Just like um what are you doing? Nothing. Just go away. It kind of looks like you're doing something. Do it. <laughs> Just immediately starts hitting it again. Okay. I think whatever it is you are doing is probably a little rash. Just fucking. You don't understand. I don't. That's why I'm asking. And I'm going to continue going down the stairs. <laughs> Dolus calmly walks down the stairs <laughs> while you're like, ah, ah. Uh, please. No, go ahead. She gives this thing one solid wallop, and then you see her other hand come up, and it starts charging. Like charging, like magically? Oh, yeah. Counterspell. What were you about to cast, Noah? Guiding bolt. You fire off that guiding bolt, and as it launches from your hand, it just fizzles out in midair. Why? Please. Uh, it should be stated you can't actually cast guiding bolt on the robot. Fuck. It's a creature, mm. not an object. Ah, oh, yeah, it is an object. Pick another spell you were casting. <laughs> pick another spell. It's fine. We'll pick another spell here. We're gonna just fuck. <laughs> Do I even have any other things that I can cast on this? <laughs> you could summon a spiritual weapon. <laughs> you fuck it. <laughs> Alright, well you don't. <laughs> yeah, the sword appears in midair, and then as it makes it first, its first swipe, it just. I right, please just take a moment. I know that I don't understand what it is you're going through or what you're thinking right now, but I think it would be smart to take a moment and consider this your actions. This garbage took everything from me! I think I don't think it did. I think we just found it in the woods. I found a lot of other places, Dolus! Okay, I'm sorry, I, but... You don't know how unstable this thing could be, and we really don't need it exploding in the street. Trust me, I know it can take a fucking beating. Okay. How about 
you have a glass of water and you think about this and if you still want to keep beating on it then I will leave you alone but please join me for a seat for just a moment flips the sword around jabs it into one of the treads okay Are there? Is there somewhere I can find a cup? <laughs> there are cups in that tea set on the tea table okay. between the couches. I'm just gonna grab a, uh, a cup and then like pour water into it from my ring and like set it uh, there in front of her and then like set one in front of myself. It's like, okay, so it seems like you're unpacking some emotional trauma onto this uh, robot that we found. Do you have, I'm assuming you're saying you have experience with these kinds of, these these robots, when you say it took everything from you? She takes a second, picks up the glass, it is shaking, and not even in a subtle way, her hand is vibrating with anger. (laughs) 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 Takes a sip and goes, there... From Ice Home. Okay. And you are from Ice Home as well, correct? Yeah. Okay. And so, did these same, I, I excuse me for prying, these same sorts of robots attacked Ice Home? We made them. Oh, you made them? Okay. They were taken by a bunch of stupid bandits out in the wastes. Right. Doc had a hero complex. He wanted to fix it. We went. We, I, you know, I had been training with him. I felt like I was strong enough. I had gone with him. On enough stupid missions with him and dad. We were we we knew how they worked. We we were sure that we knew how they worked. Dad caught on. Realized we were gone. It snuck out to go deal with the problem ourselves. Because we were so determined to be the heroes. Dad shows up. We're getting our asses handed to us, Dolus. There were more than we thought. Bandits and bots. Doc and Dad were front lines. I was playing support. But we just kept going and they never seemed to slow down. They got Doc. Couple holes in his chest. They got Dad. Couldn't save Dad. So, uh... They cut my old man clean in two. So I apologize if I don't really like 
the things because they, they cost me my dad. Damn near cost me my brother. And our own egos cost us our home. I see. Dolus, unshaken, just puts his cup down. He slowly gets up and walks past Hickory. Just like, doesn't say a word. And then like, maybe like 10 seconds pass. Hickory, like you hear behind you, just like a boom. And if you turn around, you see like Dolus holding his hand axe and he kind of is like hitting in like the same spot that you were hitting it. you doing? Same thing you were doing. Why? It's not fair. What do you mean? I mean... You shouldn't have to deal with it alone. Come on, get up. You know you can take a beating. And he hits it again. Hickory stands, and the sword in the treads vanishes for a second, and then pops back up in Hickory's hand. You guys. <laughs> we wail on this fucking Lotus. robot! Start denting it. <laughs> Lotus upstairs! Sitting with Mara and beneath you guys, echoing up through the stairs, just ding, 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 ding. I'll just like look back, dude. Twink's pounding it. Shit, what's happening? I'm sure my brother will will get him to stop. Oh. Lotus, I'll, I'll, I'll come up and hug her. <laughs> well, hi. And pat her head. Oh, hugs. Hi. Hello. Yeah. You uh, pat her head, and a few of her head feathers kind of fall out. Oh, yeah, you're molting. Oh, no. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys are leaving at least like two feathers in every room you're in. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never know we were here. <laughs> <laughs> the, the perfect crime. Wait, so your brother's down there? Working with Twink? I don't know. Why, why am I getting a hug? Did I do it good? <laughs> How are you feeling? Uh, Dola said I had internal bleeding. But that's where the bleeding happened. What? Um, do you, do you need healing? No, I think I'm okay. I'm not okay. healing. Eternal uh, <laughs> bleeding is not good. It um, you're supposed to bleed outside of the body, not inside. That means that your organs are uh, not doing too good. Well, yeah, he taught me about that. Like, like five minutes ago. I was about to say, like, we just got off the cuff <laughs> of an explanation of internal bleeding. <laughs> and she goes upstairs and immediately is like, but that's where the blood is. 
like none of that registered. Aid intelligence, man. Aid intelligence, man. <laughs> it hadn't you guys long term memory yet. So, so, so you're not internally bleeding. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I'm okay. I ate a thingy that Dolus gave me, and now I feel actually really good. Hmm. Oh, the 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 biscuit thingy. Yeah. Hmm. Mara, you recognize the biscuit thingy because Kana used to give you the biscuit thingies when you would get hurt. Hmm. Their name to it. <laughs> Or is it just, are we just <laughs> defining it? Biscuit it's thing. a Lembus square. Mm. What'd you call me? <laughs> Lembus square. Mm. L-E-M-B-A-S. Mm. Bunch of you know, people to, out there are going to recognize that word. <laughs> I've never heard of this before. Yeah, I don't. You might want to change that. I don't know. Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know whether that's like a. that a copyright maybe anything if, if it's if it's not used in any other context other than that you might not want to use it i think it's used in other contexts but i'll look into that if it is we'll let it out and then we'll edit this conversation out anyways mm. for now we'll just call it the biscuit the biscuit all right oh, i used to have those all the time as a kid i was uh <laughs> did a lot of things that scratched me up a lot did you guys just spar with people? Yeah, kinda. Wait, kinda? Yeah, we, we would have like thorn whip battles. It's great. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was insane. Loved it. We should we should spar one day. That could be fun. Yeah, that would be really fun. I sparred with um Dolus and uh, Doc the other day. I uh, I may have punched Dolus a little bit too hard. Hmm. A few times too hard. Yeah, he seemed a little rough in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he, he wait. Oh, God, I wish I had been able to crack his back. He probably would have felt a little bit better though. That was but... awesome. Can you crack my back right now? <laughs> but she's uh, internally so. bleeding. <laughs> Don't put so, a lot of pressure on her. You crack her back, ribs, ribs. and spleen. <laughs> so, Lotus, you're fine. Uh, Twink, you come run into the door. Oh, Dolus. I was yeah. gonna say Dolus uh, and you know and and Hick start wailing on the thing. Dolus, like after maybe like five six hits is immediately tired out. I still have a point of exhaustion. <laughs> so like I just like I start oh, yeah. wailing on him like ding ding I'm like oh, I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> Agree looks at him. Still actually looks pretty fine. <laughs> but she she's got a solid amount of sweat and she's she's breathing pretty hard and she's like Thank you. Of course let's <coughs> get some more water. Twig. A few minutes later. 
You come rushing up to the door, you pull it open, and there's <laughs> Hick, like, panting. One arm of the robot is just beat to shit. All of the armor on it is dented, and you see a few little nicks in the joints. Nothing, like, devastating, but it is definitely gonna need, like, a couple hours to fix to get back to the condition it was in. <laughs> and you see Dolis, like, sitting cross-legged with cups of water <laughs> and his hand axe sitting next to him. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Therapy. No, wh- why? Oh, Twink. No, why? Uh, quality it's a long shirts. story. There's no qual. I know the quality. Yeah. Why? It's a long story. You seem like you're in a rush. Twink. I don't give a fuck about what's going on now. Why? Hickory had some some trauma with these machines and Wh- so Why though? What the fuck is this thing do to you? She kind of like she kind of looks at Twink. Looks away. <laughs> Like she's she's a little ashamed of what she did. I just don't understand. This is a fucking robot. Dolus gets up and he kind of walks over towards Twink and he kind of just leans in and like he whispered to him, it, "One of these killed her father and slaughtered her village." No, it fucking didn't. The person inside it did. Okay, but the the person inside it was using this thing. That doesn't change it. Somebody could take a pitchfork, we use that for firing, but you can kill someone with it. This is different. This is a robot. It's not different. I could turn it into a harvester. How do you know so much about these robots, Twink? I've dealt with them plenty in the past. Right. You've dealt with them. What do you mean, why? I'm an artificer. Kind of my job. Well, the door like it was slides open more, and it's just Maya and Lorelai. Well, it is my apologies. It was my idea to start taking out our aggression on the robot, and I will take any responsibility needed. If there's anything I can do to help the repair, I will do anything within my power. My apologies, Twink. And Dolls kind of like gets down on like a knee. Twink, it was me. Okay. I know it was you. And frankly, I feel like I owe you nothing. You don't. Nobody owes me anything. (sighs) Why were you in such a rush? Illis needs help. She asked for you specifically. And I look at Dolce. Have you seen Mara? He's up on the balcony. And you go get him. She needs him too. All right. And I'll pull out my sending stone. And just like, Lotus, tell Mara to come down. Illus needs him. (sighs) Can we like not 
fight the robots from now on. Like, specifically when nobody's in them. I think they can be Of arranged. course. Okay. Dolls, make an intelligence check. Make an intelligence check. Oh, no. <laughs> what was that? What was That's it? a three total. <laughs> yeah, so you're, so you're all just one. sitting there waiting like two plus minutes for Mara and Lotus Twink. At a point, you're like, how the fuck high is this balcony? <laughs> well, well, I if so, if Lotus doesn't respond to the thing, then Dolus in less than two minutes will like be confused and go up because he knows that Lotus always immediately responds with like, okay. <laughs> Okay. So yeah. So after like a minute, you're like, "This isn't right." <laughs> you start walking up. You come up, and as you're at like the third flight of stairs, almost to the balcony, in your brain, you're like, "I used the spoon this morning." <laughs> Did I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't know I used it this morning. When they were flying the Falcon's Point. Oh. Um, that was this morning. It's yeah, been it's been a long day. day. Yeah, it's been a long day, man. Uh. So, yeah, no, I mean, I'll just get up to the top and I'll be like, Mara. Oh, what's up? They need you. Illis needs you. Why? I don't know. Twink showed up and said that they were asking for you and Hickory. No worries. I'll go down. Okay. Okay. They come down the stairs. Hi. What's up? What's mm. happening? People are hurt. They need help. Oh, that's not that's not good. Ooh. <sighs> Maya like leans into Lorelai and she's like, I feel like we walked in at a very inopportune moment. Oh, you're here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I don't know how useful I'll be. Need to rest a little bit. I can try. I mean you don't have to cast spells. I mean Anything helps. So they wanted me and Hick, though, right? Well, no, I mean, I'm going too, but yes. Okay. So, hmm. But they want the healers, though, so I assume they would want us to spellcast. Not all healers use spells, Mara. True. It's like how I heal with key. Hmm. Remind me to ask you about that later. Okay. All right, let's go. All right. We move. They moving. They schmoving. They schmoving. You guys head out the triage area now that you're walking out. It's been like almost five minutes now since Twink opened that door. It is full. Ooh. Like, it is dozens and dozens of injured, like, warriors laid out they're out of spaces to put them so they are now just out on the grass stretching out beyond this area mm. don't know doesn't really matter let's just find the ones with the worst injuries and make sure they don't die i'm gonna find the nearest nurse doc medic i'm gonna find the nearest medic uh the nearest one to you is probably pretty busy, but the first time you can find one who's 
not very occupied is actually going to be Nori, the little Nori, elf who was helping you earlier. She looks way more tired now. She looks exhausted. I know her name, right? Uh, you would have heard Illis say it, so yeah. Okay. Miss Nori! Ha, ah, ha, hi, hi, hi. Uh, yes, you, cleric, right? Healing yeah. stuff? Okay, uh, I need you over there. And she, like, points at these people laid out on a few stretchers. Uh, okay, uh, what happened? I don't know. I haven't really had time to ask. I'm, I'm kind of just, please... Okay, she, like, okay, Hagrid just starts rolling person. up the torn sleeves of her fucking shirt. She sees Mara and Twain, she's like, healing magic, and she's like, Heal healing magic, everybody? Um, a little low on the can. Yeah, but I'll try. Okay, as soon as you feel too tired, I'll get you a med bag. Duh, she, like, points to the same people over there. Okay. Yeah. And so you're walking by there. Are, these elves have just all kinds of terrible injuries. Some of them are slashed open. There's a lot of burns that you can see. A few of them are missing limbs. It's, uh, surprisingly similar injuries to what you guys would expect. So these <sighs> look a lot like the ones we took. Yeah. Until you get over to the area that you're working on, and as you get over to this sort of more critical area, you notice that all of these injuries are starting to, to not look like chainsaw or sword slashes anymore. The burns are still present here and there, but they become less prevalent. And you notice a lot of gashing and ripping and a lot of, like, a lot more tears... Fuck. Something really vicious. And then all of you, uh, except for Hickory, quickly recognize some injuries that you've seen socks dish out on some people you've fought before. It's werewolf mauling, all of them. Good two dozen. Including, Hickory, as you get over there, Petron. No! No! He's... Ooh. He's... He's laying there. He is fucked up. Like, he has big gashes in his shoulder. He's missing an entire arm. Okay. Illis is working on him as you come up. Illis? Go away. Uh, we can help. Go away. Okay. She finds the nearest person she can work on, still in proximity to Illis, but doesn't say much else. Okay. You're all going to have to burn every spell slot on healing spells if you want to help these people. Yep. yep. And then as soon as you're out, you all start getting handed med bags. And this triaging goes on for an hour, at least. Start working out to the less injured people, applying bandages, salves. Mara, they, they bring you a bunch of herbs that you're familiar with, and you start making salves. Dolis, Lotus, they give you a bunch of stuff to just take to other people. 
it's at least 80 or 90 injured people. You sort of uh, lose count. I'll use the rest of my key points just to get to places faster. Okay. Do these packs do anything for my wild shape? Like, rest? Like, do I get any? I don't get anything back, do I? No. No, you're just distributing right. stuff, so you don't really okay. have time to, to try any form of rest. Do we get any benefit from those biscuits? No. Cool. Nope. I will ask, like, if they need, if they want me to create provisions, like food, water, and then if they ask so, I'll use a spell slot. Okay, yeah. They ask you to make food and water as soon as you tell them that you can. All right. I really, they really soft bread and water. Mm. Yeah, Lotus. Because I've been studying more about like key, and now with the new level, I'm able to heal myself with key. Am I able to reverse and engineer into doing that with other people, or would no. that be too far out? Okay. Not, not you're you're de- you're definitely not there yet. You are familiar with Key, so you are able to help Mara and some of the other nurses really stabilize some people. Mm-hmm. You're also able to tell the people who are too far gone. And so you guys probably managed to help like a third of these people to the point that they're good. A third of them are just a lost cause, and then the rest are sort of unstable. And all throughout it, as you're going through people, almost this entire time, Illis doesn't move. It's just there working on Petrin the whole time. Yeah, I'm going to walk up when I'm kind of at my point where I can't help anymore because I'm not very medical savvy. Her hands are just shaking, crossed over him, like holding down a bandage pad. Is he, uh, is he stable? He's stable as he's gonna get. I don't know what that means. He's not going to die tonight. No? Will he die tomorrow night? I don't know. I sent a messenger to fetch his wife. Hmm. Well. If he survives, I can fix the arm. It's encouraging. Thank you. For almost three months, they've set that fire line every morning. Send a few robots in, a few teams. Tonight at sunset, they lit it all on fire and marched right in. And they were led by a werewolf. Yeah, pretty familiar. I don't know what you did, or who you pissed off. They aren't happy.
few of the folks have said that there's some giant machine that they're wheeling along with them as they cut their way through. What did it look like? Cannon. Cannon the size of a building. Big around as some of our trees. Familiar with it? Seem pretty Seen familiar it. with all of the things that are killing my friends recently. I've never seen one. Petron and his people were our best. And now half of them are dog toys. So I don't know what you know about those machines. I just need to know if you know how to break them. I don't know. Then what good uh, are you? I'll try. But Thank you. We need to evacuate the city. They won't be here for several days. Um, They're frankly. already in range. What? They're already in range. We don't have anywhere else to go. We need to go somewhere. Not here. In case we don't break it. And then Twink, as you're there, a hand just grabs up at your shirt. It's Petrin. His eyes are like barely open. He's like, there's a bigger problem. This is a bigger problem than the gun and the werewolf. And Twinkie looks you dead in the eyes and he goes, You're the one holding the trigger. And that's where we're going to end our session today. Oh, fuck. Nice. This was a doozy. There was nice. so much in this. I think this might even be more than, like, the, the one before last. This was a lot. <laughs> I didn't expect a lore dump again. Yeah, <laughs> holy crap. We went in. Woo! <laughs> Ladies Got and gentlemen. Thank you for watching Starlight. We need it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yay! <laughs> you can find us here every Monday at 5 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Time. Like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell to find out what's happening next time. Is Petrin going to be okay? Oh. Is everything going to work out fine? Find out next time on Starlost Seas. I need a drink. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kay! Okay, bye! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>